So that was a long bottom of the seventh for the Yankees. Seven nothing. But with this Yankee team, uh, that's not a big lead. So six more outs to go for the Red Sox. And Red Sox fans may use the laser pointer to say that the Yankees are cheating. And for right now, they're bullshit. Until Major League Baseball finds something else. It's, it's not what you want. You don't like that. You know, you, you don't want to have that come out. Um, but first, we're going to go to yesterday's game. Where an incident happened. And the result today was very, very harsh. So, Alex Verdugo threw a baseball to a, to a Red Sox fan in left field. The Yankee fan got the baseball and didn't throw it right away, waited. And apparently a bunch of people said throw it back, throw it back, you know, probably taunted on him, throw it back, saying asshole, etc. You know, stuff like that probably. Because uh, I was at the game, but I was in right field, so, com you know, completely different. Um, so I'm sure after maybe five minutes of that, you know, some people are saying he was peer pressured and bullied into that. And I'm going to tear that down real quick in, in a minute. So after waiting, he throws the ball and Verdugo is now facing the field and the batter as he's ready to play his job and do baseball. The ball hits him in his back. Verdugo flips the fuck out, and every fan points this motherfucker out, and I like that, and the fan got ejected from the game, as he should, now the fan didn't get arrested, you know, someone on the timeline last night said he was 14, someone today said he was in his 20s, okay, so I don't know how two people can misread that age but I assumed because he didn't get arrested it's because he's 14 but maybe he's not 14 I don't know so you know around I guess 3 or 4 o'clock you know I saw Brian Hulk tweet that the punishment is not just banned from Meek Stadium but he's banned from all 29 other ballparks so <laughs> Banning from Yankee Stadium is the right move. That is. But to ban him from all the ballparks, I think that's a little harsh. And some people will say he didn't mean to hurt anybody. The way his face was, you know, his intent, and people always and people always want to look at context for everything. And I don't think you can look at context. For everything now, he 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 doesn't deserve banned from all from all from all twenty nine other stadiums. That's completely wrong. Banned from Yankee Stadium, yes. Now he'd be an idiot to try to get back into a baseball game this year. Now you can maybe try next year, talk to MLB, you know, tell him what happened, say I'm sorry, and then he'd obviously be under one of those. Okay, if you do one more thing like that again, there's no more talking. You're going to jail. But if he tries to enter a ballpark without this thing lifted, he's probably going to get a trespassing ticket, and then he's probably going to get arrested. 
and he may have to pay two hundred fifty, three hundred plus dollars for, for for that ticket. So he'd be a goddamn fool to try to get into ballpark this year. And will they actually be able to enforce this? I don't know, but I'm sure they took a picture of him last night, and I'm sure Major League Baseball sent the memo to all. 29 other clubs today so that's what would happen if it he may he may not be spotted at the gate he may be able to walk in to the game he may be able to see a couple innings but if someone recognizes that face then looks to the people that are not supposed to be in there so listen i i get it you know throwing baseballs has been a thing for years and maybe it's something that needs to go away but if you are unathletic enough to where you cannot throw a baseball without hitting a player, I don't know, maybe, just just throwing this out there, maybe you shouldn't be throwing the baseball. Also, there's so much green grass you can hit by throwing this baseball, so... This is where I think the intent does not matter. And to the bullying part. Everyone has a brain. Everyone has a mind. Everyone makes a choice. We're, we're not seven years old where you say, Oh, I dare you to jump off that bridge. I dare you to eat a bug. We are grown-ass men and grown-ass women. No bully, no peer pressure, you know, uh, they they weren't going to say asshole the rest of the night. They weren't going to keep bullying this kid the rest of the night. He made a choice, and every, and, and the timeline was split down the middle last night. There are a lot of pussy-ass motherfuckers trying to have this bitch's back, and then there were people like me who just went full, full at it on him. And then, of course... You know, the the Verdugo assault got brought up from, from when he was 18 years old. And how, you know, he was with another teammate from the Dodgers minor leagues. And there was a couple girls. One of them was 17. And a rape was happened. And he didn't do anything. You know, this question was brought up when he first got traded to the Red Sox. In, in the acquisition of Mookie Betts. And he said he was sorry. He admitted he did wrong. He apologized. But, you know, now, you know, people just want to bring that up and say he's shit, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, weeks ago, people were loving what he was for the game. So people hypocriticize themselves that way. It is what it is. Um, You know, but he he shouldn't be doing all that bad guy, you know. Um. But people, people can change. So, and then of course people want to bring up what happened to John Carl Stanton in Boston, and Garner. Listen, the Garner thing's bad, okay? But the John Carl Stanton thing is not the same. You cannot tell me a direct contact hit is the same to a bouncing ball. The ball bounced and hit Stanton. It's not the same. Now, Verdugo may not have got hurt from that baseball because it was a lot, but it don't matter. It hit him in his back off there. That's going to be a lot harder than a bounce off grass and dirt into sand. 
the two are not the same. And people want to save her through with a bitch for flipping out. You know, Stanton and Guardy didn't react. Hey, everyone's going to react different. Also, um, for Duke with the Red Sox, he's in the stadium. So that's also probably why it flips out. If this, ha- if this happened in Fenway Park, guess what? He probably doesn't flip out. Maybe Stanton didn't flip out because maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Maybe Gardner didn't flip out because maybe he thought it was an accident. Maybe, you know, so the bottom line is, listen, when you pay for your ticket to go to a sporting event, you are allowed to drink, you are allowed to eat, you are allowed to talk with friends, you are allowed to meet people, you are allowed to have fun, you are allowed to watch the game, you're not allowed to run the field, you're not allowed to make fights, you're not allowed to harass people. You shouldn't be throwing objects on the field. And even last night in rain delay, water bottles starting to get thrown on the field. And I I get the situation all started from Wrigley Field, you know, thing. Throw throw visiting home runs ball back. And maybe they maybe they need to stop that. But if you are unathletic enough and you don't play sports and you're not sure you're not sure if you can make the baseball and not hit it anyway. Do not throw it. Just me personally, I know no matter where I am in the stadium, I stretch my arm for a second if I get a baseball, and I can pinpoint any point in the grass or the wall. I, I can avoid hitting any single baseball player. I know that for a fact. But if you're not that sure of yourself, and you think there's a chance you're going to hit someone, Keep the ball to yourself, give the ball to a kid, or give it to someone else to throw on the field. Don't make yourself part of the problem, and don't be that kind to take pity on the kid. Now, yes, again, it's wrong to be banned from all 29 other parts, but he should be banned from Yankee Stadium. Fuck that. Ooh, alright, um, I'm going to take a little different approach. Of course. Because... Because somebody's got to be that guy. What I agree with you is that you should be banned from Yankee Stadium. I agree with you completely. Him being banned from 29 other ballparks, I agree with you. That's a little bit harsh. Now, I don't know the full details of, like, what happened. Because when I tweeted that, I was mad. I was like, really? You're going to be throwing things? You know, you shouldn't... To me, you shouldn't be throwing things regardless. Now... I don't know if he was bullied. If he was bullied, that's still weak, you know. But the thing, though, is that maybe, like, for this particular kid, like, you know, he didn't know he did what he did. He got banned from Yankee Stadium and just let it go. I feel like this is more of a non-issue. I don't feel like this needs to be discussed as much. I feel like people are blowing it out proportionate. And whether it was intentional or not, he should not have thrown it in the field at any at, in, at any athlete because obviously that's bad regardless of the circumstances but I feel like people just making such a big deal and then we see Red Sox fans comparing it to like oh it's all Yankees are all bad people they brought up what happened when the Yankees threw baseballs at um the Rays at, at the Tampa Bay Rays and you know it's, it's just listen man there are bad people in every fan base every fan base got a lot of bad people 
But to, but to say that every Yankee fan is like this, come on, man, that's weak. And I feel like people are blowing it out of portion because it's the Yankees. They're they're struggling right now, and they want to make every issue bigger than it really is. I truly think just ban the kid from Yankee Stadium and just keep it moving. He was wrong, and then keep it going. Like I don't understand why people want to make it a big deal as as it is because it's really one bad fan decided to do something stupid. That's all. All right, uh, Yankees got Jonathan Luizaga back from COVID, so he should be with them against the Phillies, then again against the Red Sox. You know, Judge and Gio could possibly be back by Miami, but it, it got to be at least 7 to 10 days of quarantine. So today should be, I think, 4. Um, and then they got to have two back-to-back negative tests. So let's hope. They do that. You know, someone said on Twitter yesterday that Boone said everything seemed okay, but no no news about that. Just, you know, keep moving forward. So, and Gio Arcello took a picture on Instagram of him baseball ready, batting gloves, gripping the bat, baseball hat, just looking out the window. Uh, I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Yankees could win a series that they have no business winning with the team that, you know, but I will say, though, that this is the most athletic outfield the Yankees with speed the Yankees have had in a long time. It's not names that you would want the Yankees to have, but I'm all for it. I'm with it. And, you know, we've had a great NBA final so far. The Bucks are one win away from hoisting that trophy. And I think they're going to do it, unfortunately, you know. The Suns just look like they're out of gas. The Bucks have completely, completely owned them since Game 3. And, you know, and of course, Space Jam broke this Friday. And I, I, I originally forgot that they were on HBO Max. So I didn't have to pay money to go see it. But I saw it. And overall, the movie was good. Now, if you didn't see it yet, that's a you problem. I mean, you know, but... We're but, about to spoil the movie, y'all. This is some spoilers, so if you don't want to hear the spoilers, skip this part of the episode. Continue. The bulk of it was all about the Looney Tunes. But it's Bonnie and the crew... As Aaron Boone is about to get Zach Britton out. Two outs, first and second. Um, Don Cheadle played a great part in that movie. You know, LeBron was a cartoon character for a little bit. You know, actually uh, represented the Nike logo when he first dropped down. That was actually pretty funny how they made that happen. Uh, you know, people... People tried to have the fans thinking that Michael Jordan was making a cameo. It was actually Michael B. Jordan. So that was pretty funny. Um, you know, just the comeback. At one point it was like 1,070-something to like 40 points, you know. And Bugs been trying to tell LeBron, hey, listen, we're Looney Tunes, man. We're not basketball players. We, we, we can't be trying to play this game like you. Alright, this is Looney Tune. We gotta... That's how we're gonna win, man. And before that, he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm LeBron James. 
we're winning this my way. So that, so that in a way is the same from the first one. Monstars kicked Toon Squad's ass in the first half. The Goon Squad kicked the Toon Squad's ass in the first half. Now in the second half, where it's different. In Space Jam, they had the Michael Jordan juice. In this one, there was a LeBron James speech. A Michael, a Michael B. Jordan, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. And then LeBron look, goes to the blackboard and says, Bugs, do what you guys gotta do. Let's win this. And they did what they had to do. And they figured out there was a glitch within the code of the game. And it made Don Cheeto all fucked up and like, damn, they figured it out. No. <laughs> but uh, overall, the movie was good. You know, they had some other cameos from, from other cartoons and whatnot. That was dope. And, you know, other than LeBron having that eye-opening good parent moment, he was a douchebag in the most of the movie, you know, forcing his life on his sons. And and that's no cool. Like, like sure, every parent, you know, envisions one life for their kid. I I get it, you know. But at some point, you got to realize that your son's not five anymore just saying yes, daddy, to everything and saying, I, I want to be just like you. Your son's now 12, 13, 14 years old where they, they may still just want to be like you and do what you do, but... The other kids may be on a different path and say, hey, I'm old enough to make my own decision now. I want to do this. And at first, he was being a dick about it. He wasn't accepting his dream. He was like, no, no, you are my son. You're going to basketball camp. That's it. No ifs, ands, or buts. I, I don't understand that nerd stuff. You're not going there. You're not going to that camp. No, bro. I don't care. And I thought it was pretty cool that he made his own video game. You know, that's, that's pretty impressive for a young kid to do. You know, he's obviously t playing the 12, 13-year-old kid in this movie. Uh, so, so, so that's impressive. And then at the end, he finally realized, hey, hey, Dom, listen. You know, I may want you to go this way, but, you know, if you want to do what you do. And then he ended up saying, no, Dad, you know, look, let's take a break from basketball. And Brown was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. So... At the end of the movie, he's thinking he's going to basketball camp. He has the ball in his hand. And LeBron's like, listen, are you sure? Because we can go turn around back right now and take you to video game camp. Like, no, nah, basketball's good. But LeBron realized, doing the right thing, he brought him to video game camp. And Dom was happy. And then Bugs popped up. He's like, hey, where you come from? Well, do you mind if I stay a little while? Like, sure. You know, I've never been to Los Angeles. So you got to show me around. Oh, by the way, I brought the whole squad with me. So, I eventually think, you know, most movies take about a year and a half, two years. Probably by 2023, they could decide to do if they want to do a third installment. I think it might be wise... And where if they were to do a third installment, if it's still LeBron as 
the Red Sox finally score. Now it's 7-1, of course, because why, why should the Yankees have nice things? I think Bronny would have to be more involved. Um, and I also like the opening as well, where you have young LeBron being obviously being dropped off by his working mother, playing basketball, and mom and and LeBron was like, "Oh, mom, you gonna watch me?" He's like, "No, son, I gotta work. I got I gotta pay bills." And you know, he he obviously had a friend who was well off, and it was like, "Oh, my dad got me the new Game Boy Color, and he, you you can have this old one." And he was playing a Looney Tune game, and that game was lit back then. So, so, so that was kind of a cool flashback for me. I I had both those Game Boys, um, and he was playing, and you had the Looney Tunes theme song, and then the coach rips it from him. He's like, LeBron, really? You're playing a game right now? You gotta be focused. And he ended up missing a jumper, and he lost that game. And and this is where it made LeBron act like an asshole. The coach was like, listen. I'm not mad that we lost. I'm mad that you didn't put in the full effort. Your mind wasn't in the game. So that's why LeBron was mad at Dom the whole time. You know, he, he felt like he was goofing off with this video game self. He felt like, you know, the video game is just a hobby. Don't do that. But he later realized that, hey, my kid got to create his own path. So overall, I just go one simple. Making every contributing factor, I rate this movie a 7, you know, 5 of that is by the Looney Tunes, 1 and a half of that is due to Don Cheadle's, and the, la the last half is just with all the cameos and stuff and whatnot, and yes, this is a kid's movie, this shouldn't be a Jordan LeBron thing, but... Jordan was a better actor in Space Jam than, than LeBron was in Space Jam 2. It's okay to say that. It's okay to know that LeBron is a bad actor, which is why Space Jam 3 probably will not happen. Um, of course, Michael Jordan knew to work from his strength, and he focused more on the basketball part in Space Jam, so that's where it's different. But it's okay to critique the movie with it being a kid's movie. I promise you, it's okay. Um, I'm gonna say this. Um, as a kid's movie, it's a seven. Um, I truly don't think that it was a great, like, you know, overall kids movie because I've seen animated movies that are like better. Um, I don't think LeBron's a great actor by any stretch. I think LeBron's a terrible actor. Um, he could do better. They should have worked on his strength, honestly. But um, but um, all I can say is that um, it, there were some fun moments. There were some really fun moments in this movie. Um, there was. I truly, I truly think though that um, this entire movie itself, I don't think it's gonna be Space Jam three. I think I think that it's gonna be fine where it is. Um, I just think that overall, the kid was a great actor. Don Cheadle was a great villain. Um, the Looney Tunes was fantastic, and I'm just judging based on the movie itself. I think it's a solid seven as well. It's not it's not better than the original Space Jam, but for what it is, it's fine.
very cool. Uh, running on the corners, two outs, two all count, seven one Yankees. They need to win the series, a much needed day off tomorrow. That will help them figure out a couple things. You know, poor Tim LaCastro tearing his ACL on a sick catch last night. Trey and Bergie gets hurt missing a catch in the NFL today, ends up leaving with a hamstring. You know, a couple minutes later, after Lemaire went from left to right and Garden went in center field, Lemaire flexed his knee for a little bit. I thought he got hurt. You know, at this point, if another injury happens, Florio will come up. You know, a lot of people were shocked that it was Lemaire over Florio. And Lemaire also, if you remember, he got hurt on the night where Corey Kluber threw his no-hitter in Texas. Um... So now it's 3-1 count, where we'll see, you know, and the Red Sox could have a chance at coming back winning this game, especially with Chapman. So I would like the Yankees to try to score three to five more runs in the bottom of the eighth, and that might not even be enough, but that would help. Ooh, ooh, that was definitely not a strike, but I'll take it. So running will be on the corners. Generous call. If it's hitting the gap, it's 7-2 or 7-3 with either man on second and third or just man on second. If it hits on the line, it's 7-2, runners on second and third. So let's see what happens. And the pitch. Foul ball. Which would have definitely been a strike. Um, And overall baseball has been good. We're getting this much closer as each day passes to NFL football. You know, the legendary Tom Brady has a birthday in two weeks. He'll be turning 44 years old. The Mets avoided the sweep today in Pittsburgh after a wild three-run inning by the Pirates where Taiwan Walker may be in a ground ball to Rookie, bottom of the ninth. You know, where Taiwan Walker should not have touched the ball, but he did, it happens, and Rojas got pissed and actually hit the umpire, and you know when you do that, they're automatically ejected. And overall, the Yankees still got a lot of shit done. It's nice to see Glaber going back-to-back games with a home run. He's not back. We need to see consistently consistency. You know, if they hold on, we'll be seven games in the division. You know, should be three and a half, three and a half or four in the wall card at least. So that's that's a good thing, and we got a lot to look forward to. The Yankees are not back. Hopefully, they can win a little more till Judge and Gio get back. And Jameson Tyon, if this is the Jameson Tyon we're gonna have, then we have to be very very happy. Louis Severino through today, so maybe we're. Cl- that much closer to getting him back by, let's say, the middle of August, which would be huge. Late, the latest, probably the last week of August. That would be great. Corey Kluber's also been throwing. Hopefully, we get him back. I would like to say the first week of September. And then, you know, assuming everyone else comes back, no more injuries. Cat Cashman still got, you know, a good week. In a couple days, try to get something at the trade deadline. Let's hope he can do that. And buckle up. It's going to be one hell of a ride.
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can tell you this. This ride's going to be fun. Like, this ride's going to be fun. I can tell you that this is going to be a fun trade deadline. Now, now let me ask you this. Does Casher make a move? I don't know. The last two trade deadlines, he did nothing but 40 main roster work. So, does he need to make a move? Yes. But does he actually? I don't know. It depends. He's a big hugger, man. He likes to hug people. And Buster only just said, are all this chatting is warming up in the bullpen. So, oh my God. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. And... I just want to say once again, you know, maybe, maybe these fuck-out two-way chants have to stop. Because it seems like every time fuck-out two-way chants come up, something bad happens. Maybe it's the way the baseball guy saying, I don't know, maybe you should stop. And, and I hope Christian Vasquez isn't hurt because former Met Kevin Plowecki is now in the game. He'll catch Yaxel Rios, what a name that is. Uh, so hope he's not hurt. You know, Bobby Dahlback did a little split. Er- oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, Christian Arroyo did a little split early at first base. He, uh, you know, felt like he got a little hurt, but he stayed in the game. So hopefully nothing goes on. And Jonathan Lewisica tweeted, Bomb DR when Ruggie Odor hit his big two-run shot. And he times those bat flips pretty goddamn well, I will say. Um, tell the people about a couple of hockey, hockey signings from, I saw on the timeline the, the other day. Ooh, hockey signings. Okay, well, a couple of, um, couple of little moves, tidbits. Um, first, we're going to start with the New York Rangers. Um, the Rangers made a very, very shrewd trade. They have a, they have acquired forward Barkley Goodrow from Tampa Bay Lightning exchange for a seventh round pick, and they acquired a fourth round pick in the 2020 NHL draft exchange and defenseman Nick Disome. But Vegas exchange for Brennan Howden. Now, the big one is actually Barkley Goodrow, and, and and I know Nick, you're wondering who the fuck is Barley Good Barley Goodrow? Who the well, fuck is Barley Goodrow? Well, he was instrumental. He was a big part in those Tampa Bay back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. He was he was he was on the line with Steven Stamkos, so he was very instrumental. The Rangers are getting a very very good player. The Islanders trade defenseman Nick Letty for a 2022, no, for 2021 second round pick, and then they also trade Andrew Ladd and send a bunch of picks. And you're wondering who the fuck is Andrew Ladd? Am I correct? Who the Fuck is Andrew Ladd. Andrew Ladd was, he was a guy who was making so much money on the Islanders, but he couldn't play because of injuries, and he wasn't going to retire. So basically, they traded him to Arizona. Arizona's picking up that contract, and now the Islanders have a lot of cap space in free agency to sign their players and able to make trade for big-time players. So that that trade helps the Islanders out. The Rangers are getting... um getting um, a good player. The expansion draft is small, so the reason why a lot of trades are being wine and dine is due to the fact that the expansion draft, you have to protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. Carey Price, who's, who led the Montreal to the Stanley Cup um, to the Stanley Cup finals, 
waived his no movement clause. So now Montreal exposed him. And the reason why they did that is because he's making so much money. They're hoping that Seattle will take him because he's an experienced goaltender. He does have five years left on that contract. So that will alleviate some of the pressure from Montreal so they can go out there and they can spend as well. So a lot of moves are being made because the expansion draft is tomorrow. So a lot of players, a lot of teams' favorite players or favorite players could be on the market, including um, um, Palat from Tampa. You have um, Tarasenko, who's a very good goal scorer. Um, Cog was also a good goal scorer. So you got some good goal scorers left exposed because the expansion draft coming tomorrow. So if you're the Kraken, would you go for a pull-out in price? Of course. That's what you would do. Now, now, how, how does that work? Can they have their pick of any player they want? Any player that's not that is left unprotected, they can have their pick of the litter. So the teams have to submit their list of players that protect, being that guy that they that cracking cannot pick. So the players that are left exposed, like I said, like a Palat, like a Perry Price, who are left exposed, they can pick. It's one from each team. So they have to pick one player from from one of the thirty one teams. So if you're the Kraken, you have to you have, and if you're and you're up to Tampa, you have to pick that player. If you're up to Montreal, you have to pick one player. If you're the Island, you have to pick one player. That's how the expansion draft works. So it's safe to say that Poulot and Price are definitely going to be Kraken. Basically, unless unless there's a trade in the works, these guys are going to be Krakens. And who's who's on the hook for the Islanders? Um, Jordan Eberle and um, Jordan Eberle and Josh Bailey, who are instrumental in their goal scoring. Big home run. I think that's Ryan Lemire. There yet? Ryan Lemire, his first home run. I think that's his first major league home run. Which, you know, is very impressive. 350 feet, 99.4 off the exit velo. You know, and people are going to say that's on, that's probably only a home run in the stadium. Maybe Fenway Park. You know, and you know what? it It is what it is. Stop, stop complaining. So, do you think Everly is going to the Kraken? Everly is gone. Who's available for the Rangers? No one of no one of note. No one really important. Just a couple of like um um just a couple of like minor like guys that are like not gonna be instrumental in their team. So no one of note. So besides the players you mentioned, who else is of note that that will be gone? The players of note. Um, you have Landis Scott, there, Senko, Palat, Price. Um, you have uh. Hedman was left unprotected, so you have that. So that's really that's really um you have um Ben Bishop, who's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. You also have um Jonathan Quick, a two time Stanley Cup um um Wow. Um Stanley Cup, yep, you have that Justin Schultz, who's a very good defenseman, PK Subban. Um, you know, those are those are some notable players. Um so yeah, you know, you, you you got some big names. So they got their points, you know. So would it be smart if the Kraken took Price and Bishop? They could. Yeah, that'd be smart. That's where they want to go. They can have two experienced goaltenders. Do you think that would work? It, 
could work depending on their coaching and how they want to do it. I think you could, but I don't think they would. Who who do you think would be more willing to be a backup goalie? I probably think Jonathan Quick. Because at this stage of his career, Quick is not the same person he was when he won those cups. So then who would you take, Price or Bishop, as your starter? Price. Why? Because Price still got miles up on that tread, and then you've seen... When he, he can take a team over to the Stanley Cup Championship. And when you're in the playoffs, you need, all you need is a hot goaltender. They can ride you to a Stanley Cup. So, and Price is proven. Do you think he'll be healthy by the start of next season? Yes. There you have it. Before we go, you know, you've been rooting for Chris Paul. Yes, I To have. get his first N. NBA championship, but I think momentum is all with the Bucks. Do you have faith in Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden to force a Game 7 back to Phoenix? See, if I say no, I'd be a fraud. And I don't like being frauds. And if you say yes, you're a clown based on events. <sighs> so it's, you know... Just be honest. Honestly, be honest. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm. I'm gonna say that I think Milwaukee closed it out, and the reason why is because of the events that played out, especially Game Four when they had that lead and they blew it, and Game Five when they went up big in the first quarter and they blew it. Those two events are the reason why, because if they because. The Phoenix Suns had a perfect opportunity to just, you know, stamp it in game four, close out in game five, and boom. They champions, and everything is, and everything works out perfectly. But nope, they fucked up. So now the Suns, it looks like the dream is over. And the sad part is, both of these teams are probably not going to be back in the finals next year. Because... The West is going to be healthier, and the East, the Nets are going to be in full strength. So if there's a chance to win, this is the chance now, and I think Giannis is going to get that ring. And look, and, and for Giannis, I mean, think about it. You got most back-to-back MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, and All-Star MVP, and now he's going to add Finals MVP and NBA Championship to his legacy. So... You know, Giannis is going to be fine, and Chris Paul, unfortunately, he will not crack the top five best point guards of all time because he doesn't get that ring. He's still a Hall of Famer. He's still a great point guard, but, man, he's just not going to get that ring. And as we end this, with the eight running lead, thanks to Ryan LaMare, we'll see if Geraldo Shadman can be a star and make the Yankees win, or make Aaron Boone twitch, make people do live tweets and say fuck, and blow it up. But, other than that, hope you guys enjoyed your day, and see y'all next time. Yes, sir.